Y'all heard. A podcast where me and Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a show where three hoes get together to make Santa's catchphrase happen. (laughs) You like that joke, Marissa? Oh, ha ha ha. Well, who's the third ho? The listener. Oh! Oh! Burn! That's cute. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Yeah, I skipped that whole entire part. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, how was your week? It's okay. You know, everything is a push and pull, Marissa. Today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there into the world. I'm going to be nice to people, and the good's going to come back to me. And, you know, I realized that I shouldn't look at it as a transactional thing. (laughs) But still, I was like, I feel so, like, heavy sometimes that I'm like, no, I want to go out there, be nice to people. And it just doesn't, man. (laughs) Oh, Pete. I brought a bunch of cookies and stuff, and I made people very happy. Yeah. But then I got back to my desk, and I screwed up, like, 500 things that I should know how to do. And I just, like, I don't know how to do these things anymore. So, I think it's time for me to retire. You need to learn how to forgive yourself and how to love yourself. Yeah? You gonna give me lessons? (laughs) No. (laughs) Go on on medication. Lesson number one. (laughs) And she pulls down the thing. It just says, (laughs) go on medication. (laughs) I don't love myself more, but I hate myself less. Um... (laughs) Okay. So, so that was your I did that. I, I made a lot of cookies for the holidays. Yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta tell you, I don't do a lot of like crazy stuff on the weekends. Uh-huh. I just love the weekends. The other thing is that my stomach has been killing me, and it doesn't hurt on the weekends, but it does all week long. <laughs> uh, I assume that's anxiety or something. I don't know. My job's so dumb. How could I have anxiety about it? He. <laughs> This is like some off-the-record stuff, but if you do not find another therapist, I will kill you. Yeah. I will murder you. Murder. Because your life parallels mine so much. I got stomach problems and chest pains during the weekday. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep on weekdays. Anyway, I'll stop preaching. <laughs> Marissa, how's your week? This weekend, I went to a game, bo- game board, board game cafe. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I won every game, even though sometimes I like passively won, and I didn't even know how I was playing. <laughs> I played a monster cereal game, so it was like Count Chocula and Young Marissa's Monster. really into monster cereals. Yeah, the person I was with was not happy we were playing it. <laughs> also, uh, collectively, between the two of us, we, <laughs> we spent $150. That's the way it works. It only costs $10 to get in. That's all. You could stay all day for $7. But I got drunk because they sell booze, and then I kept ordering pizzas. Bring me another pizza. Yeah, I think I started doing high kicks at the end and then speeding in a southern accent, and I think I can't ever go back. Also, <laughs> moments before we started our podcast, I got another slime. Oh, what's that called? I wanted cows this one for a on time. a field, guys. Cows They're on a field. On the field, it's a not in it. It's colored slime with tiny cows inside of it. Anyway, <laughs> that is how my week was. Very good. Are you ready for an good. icebreaker? Icebreaker. Hey, Marissa. Uh. Remember when we had a radio show? 
and yes. we used to do the pre-Christmas show where we would play songs, songs that had Christmas, Christmas keywords, keywords. Yeah. but weren't about Christmas at all. Uh-huh. Well, related to that, um, what's your favorite like non-traditional holiday movie that like peripherally has to do with Christmas but isn't like about Christmas? Trading Places, which I didn't ever know happened on Christmas. No, me the neither. Murphy movie. Yeah, because like last year it was in the holiday movie thing, and I was like, what? If you don't know, Trading Places was like an 80s movie? It was 80s, early 90s? I think so. Uh, where Eddie Murphy is like a homeless man, and he, in this like sick experiment, ends up trading places, kind of like involuntarily, with uh, a rich, preppy white guy. The, is it the, Judd the, Nelson? Like, what? Is it Judd Nelson? No, it's a... Uh, Judge Reinhold? Heavy guy from Ghostbusters? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, but he looked, kind of, <laughs> he looked pretty at that time. Yeah. You've seen this movie, haven't you? Sure, I'm sure I have. Oh my god! So it's like these two old men want to play a, an evil trick, so they... Literally destroy Dan Aykroyd's life by making him homeless, and then like elevate Eddie Murphy's life. Uh, but then Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy end up finding out about the plot and like join forces. The movie's very funny, has a very fun Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and taught me that I don't understand the stock market. So yeah, it's, it's I recall my this now movie. from last year. <laughs> yeah. That last oh, part. I did not know what was happening. But yeah, it's a really fun movie, whether it's Christmas or not. It's so funny. Funny. Yeah, funny and fun. Yeah. How about you? I, I pick Assault on Precinct 13, the 2005 version. You're bizarre. Because it's so, like, it's just easy to watch because mm-hmm. it's not too challenging. <laughs> but it's also just got, like, such a powerhouse cast. You got your Ethan Hawke, and he's, like, this drunk cop guy who's trying to get off the sauce <laughs> took me a while <laughs> to come up with the sauce uh, uh, yeah. you got your Lawrence Fishburne you got your Maria Bello John Leguizamo's in there I hate John Leguizamo but you know what he's fun in this movie because he gets I shot. like him <laughs> I Are know a lot of people do I just can't stand him in any. you don't like Puerto Ricans yeah that's probably it mm, okay. Ja Rule is in it <laughs> Ooh, nice Brian Dennehy's in it my mom always has the hots for Brian Dennehy he's he's an old burly man Gabriel Byrne is in it and then Bosch is in it too. The guy who I plays Bosch. Bosch? <laughs> Titus Welliver, yes. The guy who plays Bosch on Amazon. What is that? Amazon has a show that's called Bosch, and this guy is the star of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. There was a lot of stuff that happened. Ja Rule is in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. And his career just did not take off like Ludacris's. But they were, I think, you know, getting into acting at around the same time. Yeah. Not to mention our shared honorary mention. Would it be Four Brothers? Oh! <laughs> oh, I forgot. Speaking I of, of that, rap actor. <laughs> I think of that as a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, that's that's probably a better one. Yeah. Yeah, Four Brothers is my favorite Thanksgiving movie, but um, it's yeah. going to be in Marissa's top ten of all time, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. I told everyone I work with the other day, and they were not okay with that. Why? They were just really disconcerted. <laughs> they weren't like it's bad, jokes. but they were like, <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah, but neither is Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, but you like a lot of that movie. It's just like it's like macaroni and cheese or pizza. 
Macaroni and cheese and pizza are really good. You just get to sit and eat it, and you're like, oh, this is nice. You know? Even I actively like them. Well, that's because you can't have gluten. Shut up. You've romanticized all carb products. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So what are you going to talk to us about today? Food cake. Marissa, (laughs) on behalf of the listeners, I just wanted to check in and make sure that you're okay. Because following your trajectory, you started social eating, and now the last, or I should say three out of the last four topics you did are food related. (laughs) And I just wanted to check in for everybody who's listening. Are you okay? I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. I just, what was my last topic? Fruitcake, illegal pies, (laughs) and Thanksgiving food. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I just, I spend a lot of my free time at work looking at food. Okay. I glorify food. Are you a foodie now? (laughs) No, because I barely eat it. I just look at it. (laughs) I have. So you're more of a a food enthusiast. Yeah. I have a gluten sensitivity. I have a sugar sensitivity. I have mild gastroparesis. Um, I'm so you have a sugar sensitivity. Yeah. See, I thought you had a sugar insensitivity, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> what? Does that mean I have a sugar insensitivity because yeah. I love it? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, I can't oh. fit in any of my shirts. Tell us about fruit game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo! So, guys, I don't even know why I settled on this topic. I think I was going to do, like, hated Christmas desserts, but then I realized there was a lot of fun things just about fruitcake. So, Pete, what are your thoughts on fruitcake? Do you like it, hate it, in indifferent? I think I had it once God. for a sandwich portraits yeah. photo of ham. With okay. a slice of pineapple on top and fruitcake on the bottom. I would eat that in a heartbeat. I think I, I would feel like you'd probably have to be in the right mood to enjoy fruitcake. And okay. it's probably not a mood that I get to very often. I would uh, have to just... Again, in your illegal pie episode, you talked about, you know, minced meat pie and how that sounded great to you. Doesn't sound great to me. It's it's fine. We are different I... folks, so we will have different strokes. Oh, very good. <laughs> As I grow old, I realize I like food that makes me, like, work for it. Okay. I like, like deep in your flavors bowels? or biting flavors or, like, intense flavors. Not it's had sweetness. Like, a like a fruitcake is not bitter. I'm just saying, like, it's a very acquired taste. And I think I like acquired taste things. That's why we're friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Depending on who makes it, it can be very boozy. Basically, I've, ate fruit, I've eaten fruitcake a billion times. You, I'm but, sorry. Did you just say boozy? Yeah. Oh, I bought yeah. mine at a store. Yeah, if you home, if you make it at home. By the way, guys. So I need I, to home brew some fruit cake. Yeah, actually, you could buy a store brewed fruit cake and just soak put, it in rum. Yeah, actually, I was reading the directions okay. that the company that made it is like this is how you quote unquote feed your fruit cake. I don't like the term feed, but yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm getting sick again, so if it sounds like I have a speech impediment or speaking is hard, is because because yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> um, okay. So my family has a very deep fruitcake appreciation. Fruitcake, up until my father had dietary restrictions, was my father's favorite food. Every single year, for like 45 years or something, my grandma bought my father an expensive fruitcake for Christmas. And every year for my father's birthday, until recently, my mother would make him a homemade fruitcake. So basically me and my family grew to love fruitcake. We could plow through a fruitcake incredibly fast. Uh, Are you going to get to how big a... 
traditional fruitcake is. Um. I want to know about your family plow rate. <laughs> my mother would make a, like a normal bundt cake, so like. Okay. Yeah, but uh, if you buy it from the store, it could either be bundt cake size but flatter, or it could be like like the side of like a. How do you pronounce it? Like a Buchan Noel or whatever? A bu- those like those like rectangular cakes. I don't know. I don't know the term you're looking for. Okay. Like a loaf pan? Yeah, I guess a loaf pan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's a very, very dense, very, very rich cake. So, like, you take, like, a little piece at a time. But then, like, if you love it, you take, keep taking, like, a little piece and a little piece and a little piece. You can't have, like, a big piece at a time. So when my father started having dietary restrictions, for one birthday, I decided to make him hate paleo fruitcake, which cost me about $40 because... I had to buy a bunch of... Did I, I forgot if I bought fresh fruit and soaked it in alcohol, or if I bought dried fruit, but it was very expensive. Then I had to buy a whole bunch of spices. I had to buy a bunch of, like, brandy. I think you could put rum or brandy. And then I had to make it out of almond flour, which is incredibly expensive. It was lovely, but everyone ate it in two days, and it cost me, might I say again, $40. So fruitcake has a... A big impact in my family. But I haven't had it for many years now that I have all these dietary restrictions. So I just wanted to say, like, why why are so many people have fruitcake? So er, li- listeners coded in that is you need to go back to the, what, first or second episode. Venmo Marissa $40 so that she can make one of these again. <laughs> if you want me to make a paleo fruitcake for me to eat, not you, I will download Venmo. There you go. See? Okay. You can make her do it, guys. Yeah. Slide into her DMs to get her Venmo name. <laughs> Not in a sexual way. Yeah. I feel like that always sounds sexual. Or in a sexual way. I don't care. Oh, yeah. When anyway. I finally say it, now it sounds <laughs> sexual. <laughs> You've said it every episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, if you pay attention to anything, it seems to be this, like, generally understood and ongoing joke that, like, everyone hates fruitcake. And, like, since me and my family enjoy it all the time, I'm like, why? Like, it's great. Uh, like, even it's in bad the game... enough that we're different because we're Puerto Rican. <laughs> I know. Um, you have little Marissa growing up at the holidays. Mom, so why I Googled, are we so different? I Googled, why does everyone hate fruitcake? Garfield. And so one of the reasons, apparently, probably the reason that most people credit is because late-night comedian from back in the day, Johnny Carson had this one line in this one episode where he said, there is only one fruitcake in the entire world, and people keep passing it around. So he tried to say that, like, it's old. Everyone just keeps re-gifting the same fruitcake. Don't they say the same thing about candy corn? I don't know if it's Seinfeld, but some other, like, comedian, they're like, oh, it's all the candy corn has already been made, and they never make any new ones. They just collect all the ones that people didn't eat. Okay, yeah, yeah, see, I can see that. But no one's, like, gifting them a candy corn. But, yeah, I like that, I like that. Not not right now, but next year, everybody, expecting <laughs> yeah. your stockings of candy corn. If anyone can find me sugar-free candy corn, please mm-hmm. send it to us. Okay. No, you can't Venmo me candy corn. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to buy it. I want you to give it to me. Anyway, in English slang terms, I don't know if people really use this anymore, but at least, like, Back in the day, some people would use the word fruitcake for someone who was, like, eccentric or insane. And in Manitow Springs, Colorado, there's actually an annual fruitcake toss where people just 
fling their unwanted loaves of fruitcake by like catapults and slingshots to destroy them. You need a really dense one for that. And all, they're all very yeah. dense. So fruitcake has been around for a really long time. Ancient Romans uh, made a cake that was like a mixture of barley, pomegranate seeds, nuts, and raisins, which was like sort of like an old school energy bar, but it sort of kept morphing. And uh, the fruitcake we know of nowadays could probably be traced back to about like the Middle Ages when dried fruit was more widely available and fruited breads. I like the word fruited. Fruited breads uh, entered Western European cuisine. Uh, fun fact, fruitcake made with butter, I don't know if it's made with butter these days, I feel like it might not be, I'm not sure, uh, but fruitcake made with butter and sugar was banned for a while in Europe in the 18th century because it was considered sinfully rich. <laughs> maybe, maybe fruitcake is made with butter now, I don't know. Anyway, now fruitcake used to have like a positive connotation. Uh, the tradition of making fruitcakes for special occasions gained popularity in the 18th and 19th century once it was no, once it was no longer sinful. And fruitcake was usually served at weddings or holiday gatherings. Due to the cost of the materials at the time, it was considered a grand indulgence, not something you could just easily partake in. Uh, somehow, over time, it morphed into just uh, exclusively a Christmas season tradition, but I wasn't able to track down how that happened, per se. So, if you've never had fruitcake, or if, like, Pete, you've only had it once, you might be like, what exactly is fruitcake? So, in a traditional fruitcake that you find nowadays, the fruits and nuts have been dried or soaked in sugar. All of that is then loaded up into a very dense, heavy cake. So, the joke where, like, the fruitcake keeps being passed around comes from the fact that because of all the sugar... Fruitcake doesn't go bad for a very long time. It, it keeps much longer than regular cake. Mm-hmm. And some recipes call for alcohol in the cake or for the cake to be stored in a cloth soaked in alcohol. And the alcohol gets rid of bacteria, which is what would cause the food to go bad. So, like I said, again, fruitcakes last for a very long time. Some people, believe it or not, will make a fruitcake every year that's meant to be eaten the next year. Uh, and there are some fruitcakes that are okay to eat for more than 25 years. So, like, instead of a wine cellar, you could have a fruitcake cellar. Exactly. Oh, that would be awesome. And there is this one family that has actually held on to a fruitcake for over 130 years. Now, uh, the article I was reading did not cite that, so I thought it was made up. Uh, but then I kept digging, and that's true. Um, there is this family that has had... Uh, as of, I think, maybe this year, they have a 137-year-old fruitcake that has been passed down by three generations. Until his death two years ago, who the article was about, uh, the man was Morgan Ford, who was the caretaker of his family's heirloom. And no one has eaten it to this day. No one has even cut it. Would you? I mean, well, let me tell you why they haven't cut it. Maybe, Maybe I wouldn't, yeah. Um, he considered himself the custodian of the cake, and he would show it off to school groups and reporters, and he even built a cushion box to protect it on a 2003 trip to Los Angeles to premiere on the night show, uh, on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. There he told the story of how his great-grandmother, Fidelia Ford, had prepared the cake in 1878, 
if you know math better than me, you'll be able to tell me whether me saying this came out in one 2018 was correct. But I'm not going to do the math. Anyway. Yeah, me neither. She prepared the cake in 1878, but she died before she was able to cut it. So now no other family member can bear to cut it. So I guess not. It's like an honor to the grandma. Or maybe they should have all cut it as an honor to the grandma. I don't know. Maybe every year, every generation should have one slice and share it. I don't know. But, like, if it wasn't attached for sentimental reasons, you totally would eat it. After 130 years, if I could have someone tell me I wasn't going to die. Wuss. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, when looking up fruitcake, I get seeing mention of someone called the fruitcake lady. And I was like, oh, okay, what's that about? So, Mary Rudisil, who was alive until 2006 was known as the Fruitcake Lady, and she was a writer and a television personality. She was actually aunt to popular novelist Truman Capote. She helped raise Capote, uh, who lived with her at certain times during his childhood. Rudisil wrote a book called Fruitcake, which eventually led her to being invited to be a guest on The Tonight Show in the year 2000. Tonight Show is really loaded with all this fruitcake. Right? So I was like, what is this book about that we're going to on The Tonight Show? So I'm going to read a snippet of the synopsis or the, the plot uh, from Amazon. Fruitcake is a jaunty little collection of heirloom fruitcake recipes selected by Mary Rudisil from a 19th century family farm journal owned by Soup Falk, a cousin of Rudisil and Truman Capote, who immortalized Soup in his novel A Christmas Memory. So yes, Truman Capote has a, has a novel or a short story, I forget. Um... That kind of centers around fruitcake. Okay. Rudisil, made famous as the fruitcake lady on Jay Leno's Tonight Show, aims to elevate the much maligned reputation of what she calls the queen of cakes in this book, which features 23 enticing recipes, including peacock fruitcake, chocolate fruitcake, civil war fruitcake, poor man's fruitcake, and farmer's fruitcake. I am so interested to know what the difference is between all these fruitcakes are. <laughs> these recipes are interspersed with pithy facts about fruitcake, an excerpt from a Christmas memory, bits of kitchen wisdom and baking tips, and charming family remini- re- reminiscence. That's a weird word to pluralize. Yeah, remini- <laughs> Memories. How about we just say memories? Is that yeah, okay? Fruitcake lady. <laughs> <laughs> so during her first visit, when she first showed up uh, on The Tonight Show, she showed Jay Leno and Mel Gibson how to make fruitcakes. Nice to see you, sweetheart. Let me That's bring Mel in. Do you know Mel Gibson? No, I don't know him. Well, he's a... He's a... <laughs> this is Mel. Marie, right there. How you doing, Mel? Dump it in there. Quick, quick, quick. Just dump it all in there. Just do that quick. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Are, yeah, are you a bossy lady? No, a little bit. You're old as I am. Hell, you have to be bossy. <laughs> and this led to her title as the fruitcake lady. And she kind of had ongoing appearances on The Tonight Show in which she would help Leno and other guests make various desserts. And then she had like an advice thing where people would call in for questions for the fruitcake lady, which I heard ended up having like heavy sexual undertone. Yeah. And I really am interested in her book. So just two fun fruitcake facts. December 27th is considered National Fruitcake Day, which is weird because isn't that after Christmas? Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
two places uh, throughout history have been vying for the title of fruitcake capital of the world. In 2012, NPR, NPR ran a story about how the small town of Claxton, Georgia, home of two bakeries that each year yields more than 4 million pounds of fruitcake, calls itself the fruitcake capital of the world. Despite the same claim made by Corsicana, Texas, the disputed claim hasn't stopped Claxton from declaring itself the fruitcake capital of the world on its water tower. So they both call each other the fruitcake capital of the world, never minding, you know, the other place. There's room for two. Also, who knows that there's not a fruitcake capital in the world in, like, Europe? Or right, I'm, I'm more concerned that they're both in the American South. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to know, like, if other countries have, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Other countries... See, other countries do have fruitcakes, but, like, I wanted to talk about the fruitcake that we know here. Because, like, stolen or panettones and things like that are fruitcakes in a way. Mm, right, I think I had one of those before. Yeah, the French one. Very good. I used to call it panettone when I didn't know. Yo, panettone! So, that's my fruitcake presentation. It makes you, makes you want to Google paleo fruitcake. Maybe I could buy a paleo fruitcake, but probably not, because it would probably cost me like $60 just to buy it already prepared. But, uh, yeah. Any any questions about fruitcake? What kind of fruits are in a fruitcake? I know you, like, mentioned some of them. So... Like, are pears in there? Remember, these are, like, candied fruits. No. It's, like, candied cherries. Oh, man, I love it. They have usually, like, the sorbet ones will have candied red cherries and candied green cherries. What? Oh, Oh, there were green cherries. That's a mini y'all heard about green cherries. (laughs) (laughs) It'll usually have, like, citrus zest in it. Which gives it a nice spicy flavor. And I think it has... Sorry, let me Google it right one. I think it has pineapple. That uh, sounds has, right. Mm, it kind of differs from cake to cake. I'm That's seeing, what I figured. I'm seeing some of the raisins and currants. Oh, yeah, but definitely pineapples and um, and the cherries. Yeah, there could be a whole... Bu- oh, I guess a light... I guess there's a light and dark fruit cake. So a light or white fruit cake uses like pineapples, currants, oh, it can have apricots, and some light corn syrup. A dark fruit cake can use dates, cranberries, raisins, and molasses. But yeah, the one I normally have has mostly pineapples and cherries. Those green candy cherries are so good. Yeah, see, I remember having one and being like, I don't know what this green thing is. It's freaking me out. Oh, and they usually have pecans and pecans. Yeah. Nowadays, for some reason, I forget how I say it. I don't know if it's pecans or pecans. Pecans. I think pecans. Yeah. So, guys, go out and eat a pecan. What? Go out and eat a fruitcake in my honor because I can't. Yeah, at least give it a try. And then, you know what you could do? Either while you're eating it or right after, you should give us a call at 570-PODWOD1 and tell us, you know, what you think while you're eating it or after you ate it. Or silence in museums. And if you have kids, if you have kids, make them eat it. But call yeah. us and put it on speakerphone, and then make them eat it so we can hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't and have if kids. You, if you're gonna make it, make a boozy one. Nobody wants one without booze. No, yeah. I'm lying. I buy one at the store, and they no, the no. Good. Marissa's okay. right. Nobody wants. <laughs> there's no booze in it. Nobody wants. Okay. It. <laughs> I feel like I don't like fruitcakes because Garfield. I feel like Garfield was always making fun of fruitcakes. Everyone was making Seems fun like of fruitcakes. Seems like easy fodder. 
everyone. That got me to thinking, though, is that why I love lasagna? Because Garfield really oh loves lasagna. God. How much of my personality is based on Garfield? The lasagna that I imagine Garfield eating is never what real lasagna tastes like. I have glorified lasagna in my mind. <laughs> Plugs. So, you have anything to plug, Pete? As we reach the end... Of, of 2018, I realized that we're, we're not just losing Dr. Game Show, we're also going to lose Spontanea Nation, and that also makes me sad. It's going to be a hole where laughs used to be. How about that? <laughs> that <wasn't funny. laughs> Which is why I would like to plug something that has made me laugh a lot more recently, and that is the one, the podcast called Punch Up the Jam. Okay. And that's the one where they uh, take a song and they discuss it with a guest and then they improve upon it. And at the end of the show, they reveal this is fun. a new song. And uh, it's a very, very fun podcast. It's so fun. Oh, it's... God. My capacity to talk is getting dumber and dumber. I'm sorry. Okay. How about you? Do you have anything to plug? I want to plug it, but then I also want to use it for my own icebreaker. So I'll do it twice, I guess. If you're looking for a very, very unique Christmas special that is unlike any other Christmas special. I recommend Neo Yokio, A Pink Christmas on Netflix. It's so weird. (laughs) And it has beautiful music in it. I can't even, nothing I say will let you know what it is. Just go watch the trailer. It's very good. It's an anime uh, voiced by Jaden Smith. And I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Okay, that's all. I'm nervous about the next icebreaker, guys. I just wanted to let you know that while we leave this episode. Okay. (laughs) 570-POD-POD1. Hit up Marissa in her DMs at Riss Vandal. And then follow us on Twitter at YallHeardPod. We got one new follower. Yay. I think I forgot to follow them back, though. So they might have left already. (gasps) I can get a gluten-free cheesecake aged in brandy and sherry that weighs two pounds. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.